You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy August to you all. We have made it. Football is this month. Plenty to talk about ahead on today's edition of the podcast. What are we going to talk about exactly, Brian, though? What what topics might be out there in the world for us to discuss? Well, it's not an, an actual Utah athletic event, but a Utah alum had a pretty big moment over the weekend, Jake. We're going to talk about that Silver Star and uh, that big Olympic moment, yeah. along with uh, Open House coming up for Rice Cycle Stadium. Give you a little people to that. And then obviously break down what's about to happen this week as it is finally here. Ready or not, here we come. Fall camp is about to begin. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. We're looking forward to it. It should be a fun show ahead. So thanks again for joining us. Today's podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. We happen to hear a certain guy named Brian Brown as a co-host every so often. Uh, but Cindy Robinson does a great job covering everything in the Pac-12 every single day. Make sure you download that show wherever you get your podcasts. All right, without further ado, though, let's dive in on a Monday. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for August 2nd. 2021. Once again, welcome into the Locked On Utes podcast, your only daily podcast focused on all things University of Utah Athletics. My name is Jay Catch. That over there across from me digitally is my good friend Brian Brown. Brian, how are you, sir? I am excited, Jacob. It is a big week for you and I both as fall camp is starting, summer league for the Utah Jazz. We just watched an incredible Gold Cup match. Uh, I know most of our audience is likely not fans of soccer, but for those of us who are uh, fans of the beautiful game, and it truly is a beautiful game, uh, that was incredible. So great way to start off the show, great way to start off the week. So much to look forward to, and I am ready. I've got my skull cap on. I got my hoodie. Like I'm ready. It is football season in my heart, and I don't care what the weather says. As I say, you're wearing a hoodie in the dead of the summer. I like it. But plenty to get to ahead on today's show. But a quick reminder for you guys, if you're just checking us out for the first time, hit that follow button. We want you guys to join us every single day, and a really easy way to do that is to follow us on your podcast provider of choice. That way you always know what's going on with the Utes because that's our goal every day is to make you guys the smartest Utah fans out there. And Brian just pulled up the hoodie on his hoodie. Are you trying to, like, just sweat out something? What are you trying to do here? I'm like Hoodie Mellow. It's a mood, Jake. <laughs> it's a mood. I like it. <laughs> I can dig. It's a vibe. That's is, what we're here for. I'm, is, I'm in football mode already. I got my headphones on. The hoodie is up. I am focused. I am ready to talk. I'm ready to chat. But first, we got to break it down Silver style. We do. Michaela Skinner, folks. Holy smokes. Uh, She thought her career was over because we were all kind of seeing what was going to play out with Simone Biles and her situation, having the twisties, if she was going to do the individual events. Well, she withdraws from the vault final. That propels Michaela Skinner back into the United States lineup to compete in that event. And Brian, Michaela Skinner said, you know what? I'm going out in a blaze of glory and wins a silver medal for all of her troubles over there in Tokyo. 
she said in her interview that she had thought about going home and catching a flight and getting out of there just to see her family, but felt like it was best to stay around, and it really did pay off for her. She looked like the the pressure, the weight had been released from her. She went in there. She attacked. She probably should have won a gold, but we won't be nitpicky about that. Uh, just little subtleties of that kind of thing. <laughs> and to be honest with you, Jake, I don't understand gymnastics. It's not my sport. It's not my forte. But what I do understand is the amount of effort and hard work that she put into it. Everything that she's had to overcome to get to this point, the amount of grit and, and toughness and, and mental recovery that she showed to get back into a mental state to where she could go out there and perform, and not only perform, but to bring home a silver medal is just absolutely phenomenal. It was fun to see her talk to her family in the interview. Uh, and really, you know, the only downside to it is that there weren't fans there in the arena that could yeah. go uh, cheer her on. But other than that, I think it was, you know, we talk about storybook endings and things like that. And, and I think that the stories and the storybooks are no longer what we grew up with, right? Like the nursery rhyme style of the hero uh, conquering all and winning the way that they all expected it to be is is not in our uh, our, our consciousness anymore. And, and we're all about uh, finding those heroes that overcome, to, uh, you know, toughness and and use their tenacity to to bounce back, and that's really what she showed. So she may have gotten a silver medal, but she's a gold medal winner in my heart, and I'm super proud of her and, and super uh, stoked for everybody else that stuck with her through all this. Yeah, and that's the thing about it, Brian, is she has persevered through all kinds of stuff. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, she was an alternate in the 2016 games. Is that right? And then, yes. But then she's also... She's had COVID issues. She's battled pneumonia. She has had setback after setback. And to see her bounce back from all of that, all the different disappointments that came along the way. And then, like you mentioned, she mentioned that at one point she's like, you know what? Maybe I should just skip town, go home, uh, just get on with life. But she sticks around there in Tokyo. Marvelous. What a marvelous story this has been for Michaela Skinner. I could not be more proud of her because it's just it's it's fun. You mentioned the fact that it's kind of those storybook stories. Those don't really play out in real life very often, but when they do, we all need to celebrate them. And yeah, she didn't win the gold medal, but I'm with you. She won gold medal in my heart. Yeah, and and it's one of those stories that I think you can tell confidently, right? Like it was all out there in the public eye you watching her miss out on her opportunities and and i think the best part about it is it's very easy to talk about this being in a situation where you can uh set an example to continue and, yep. and keep fighting and stay in the fight and uh just how important that grit and that ability to grow through uh adversity is in, in everything we do but that's part of why we like sports and I think the other aspect of it, too, is if I'm not mistaken, Jake, this puts the University of Utah ahead of UCLA in the medal count in gymnastics. I did not know that part of it, so even better. Sweet. Screw the Bruins. <laughs> That's right. Anything you can do to get ahead of the Bruins. You know, I, 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 I know very little about gymnastics, but what I do know is that UCLA sucks and Utah is is awesome, and that's how we should always celebrate things, is if we do better than UCLA. That's what we like. So once again, a big congratulations to Michaela Skinner. Absolutely marvelous story to see her succeed on the biggest stage possible. To see her finally be on that big stage, by the way. That's that's the other thing about this. It's been a long time coming for her, and congratulations to her as now her career concludes and she moves on to other things in life. Uh, I, man, 
What a story. Really, really, really fun to track all of that as we go along here. And any other stories like that that come out of the Olympics, you can be bet you can you can bet. I was gonna say guarantee and bet and try to say the same word the different words at the same time. You can bet that we will have it covered for you. But coming up here in just a minute, we do need to talk about the fact that it's August, Brian. We have made it football. Fall camp begins later this week. Let's talk about that. But first, before we talk about that, let's talk about our good friends over at Built Bar. And Brian, uh, you and I have talked about in the past how it's really cool as, as hosts here on the Locked On Podcast Network to get the samples that they send to us. I love when that box shows up, regardless if it's the new sample box or it's just a box of what I have ordered over the weekend. Some of you may have noticed that the Grasshopper Cookie made a surprise reappearance on Built.com over the weekend. I had run low on my initial supply of, of Grasshopper Cookie, and now I have resupplied myself. So I am feeling happy right now with my Built Bar decisions. The Notorious Ones taught us, Jake, you never get high on your own supply. But when it comes to Built Bar, it's all about the opposite, right? You got to yep. make sure that your supply is super high. And that's what I did as well. Had to re-up. I already went through one box of the Grasshopper Cookie. Uh, had to diversify my my Built Bar portfolio, so nice, to speak. Nice, nice. Uh, you know, I, I have told people that this is my favorite without a doubt. So I hope everybody out there got it. But the good news is, is if you didn't, there are so many good flavors out there. Uh, somebody sent me a screenshot of their order, and they basically nailed my favorite. Had some orange on there, cherry barcia, raspberry, double chocolate. Uh, they are posting new flavors all the time. I think carrot cake was up last week mm-hmm. at one point in time. So you need to go to, uh, to built.com right now. And get your order in, get your email in the system so you can get all those alerts. And while you're there, locked 15 to get you 15% off. There's not a better deal out there than that one. No, there's not. Not honestly. that I've found. No, and trust me, I've talked to a lot of people who work with Built.com and have been advertisers for Built Bar. The best promo code you will find is ours. Locked15, as Brian mentioned, at Built.com. Take 15% off your next order and do it and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with Built Bar. Continuing on now here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast, but it's a new month, Brian. August is here. It's August 2nd, and it's crazy to think that we have made it. We are going to have fall camp opening up. I believe, it is it Wednesday is the first official day for Utah, Brian? August 4th. August 4th. Well, we have made it, folks, and we're going to be covering fall camp for the better part of this coming month. And let's just take a minute, Brian, and talk about the excitement factor, about the fact that we have made it through the long, hot summer. Uh, We've all been waiting on this season to get here. It seems like every year in January, when the previous college football season ends, I immediately look at the calendar, the 200-some-odd days there is until football comes back around. And it's so close, I feel like I can taste it. And that's what it's got me excited, is the fact that fall camp, and I know that two or three weeks into fall camp, it feels like many of the storylines have played out, but nonetheless, the fact that football is back and we're seemingly full systems go for the upcoming season, that's what's got me excited. Listen, if it's going to get melted down, it's not going to be because of the players and the coaching staff. We found that out last week at Media Day. Uh, you know, and, and it's been fascinating to kind of digest some of the things that were talked about there and, and see some of the other reactions. Yogi Roth tweeting out that this team reminds him a lot of the 2019 team, and that's that's a fact. I think the biggest difference as we approach fall camp this year is the fact that we have a legitimate quarterback battle on our hands, and we're actually going to get to talk to them. So that's good on us and good on the media, uh, and it's better for everyone out there that, that will be able to chat with them and, and get the vibe and, and the 
the feel of what's going on in the program and everything like that. In addition to the quarterback battle, it's it's a running back uh, squadron. We're calling that like those sure. guys are going to fly high. It'll be interesting to see. I think the the consensus is that there will be a platoon back there at that position, and that's a good thing in my opinion for the way that this team is built. But I think the bigger uh, interest to me, Jake, is which group starts ahead, offense or defense? Ooh, okay. Uh, and I'm, I've got an answer for you that's actually pretty simple for me in this defense. Uh, I think the defense will be ahead of this offense, and for one simple reason is the fact that there's more continuity on the defensive side of the football coming back on this team. Devin Lloyd will not let the level of play slip if he can help it. He is the consummate leader, I feel like, and there are a lot of other proven options at different positions on that defense who are the quote-unquote leaders of their respective positions that will not let the other guys slack off. So I expect early on in fall camp, you're going to hear Kyle Whittingham, well, the defense was a little ahead of the offense today, but I'm not going to say that the offense won't catch up quickly, but this defense, they really believe in themselves, and I'm excited to see them out there on the field just getting finally back into the swing of things because it's been a long time coming for them. It has, and that was a group that I think was expected to replace a ton of production last year, and they took their lumps. They'll still have to replace some production there in the defensive backfield as they will be starting at least one new safety back there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll have to see what happens with Malone Mateele there at the nickel corner position. If if he steps up, if it's a situation where Clark Phillips is going to move inside, if there's somebody else out there that they really like. you know, We saw that Zamaya Vaughn had worked at cornerback a lot during spring ball, he's listed on the roster again as a safety. So, will he stay at safety? Will he, you know, will he get moved back to corner? Those are all questions that we'll be asking on a regular basis. The best part about it is we'll be there, able to ask those questions in person and get you the answers as well here on Locked On Youth's podcast. Jake, I want to ask you one more question. Okay, who starts at left tackle? Ooh, jeez, uh, you're gonna make you're gonna pin me down on that one right now. That's the best part about it, Jake, is we got the next four weeks to find out what the answer is. And the good news is, is that you've got plenty of capable candidates, whether it's Jaron Kump if he's healthy, I was gonna whether say, it's Simi Mwala with yeah. the experience, or is it the underdog Bam uh, Oleseni, who uh, has been the buzz of the offseason? Okay, so okay, if, if I knew that Jaron Kump was healthy, I'd say Jaron is your left tackle, but we don't know his health status. And we may, well, yeah, the first day, you know that question is going to be asked of Kyle Whittingham, and you know what his response is going to be. We don't address injuries unless they're season ending. But if it's not him, very intriguing because you mentioned the fact that Bam Oleseni, he's kind of been the talk of this offseason, but Simi Mawala, he's just sitting over there saying, hey, um, that's my position, guys. What are you doing? Why are you trying to take it away from me? So some intrigue at all, for all three of those young men. Yeah, and this will be Mawala's third year playing offensive line. Third, again, let me repeat that, third year ever playing offensive line. So you would expect him to make that good jump as well and and put up a big fight for that position. If he does end up being part of a swinging door system or if they end up rotating some guys early on, that's an interesting topic to, to, to discuss as we go down the road. But I think the best part about this is that football is back. It's going to be back how we remember it. Mm-hmm. If people can take care of their stuff, hopefully we'll be able to be there in person in the fall as well. We know the players have taken care of it, so everybody needs to follow their lead, right? And uh, handle your business, get all in, 
Or you're in the way. I was going to say, Kyle Whittingham's famous phrase, all in or on, in the way, right? And let's see everybody in on August 21st, because I think we're going to talk about something else too, right? We are. We're going to talk about the – let's talk about it actually right now. Why not? Let's talk about it. They're going to open Rice Eccles Stadium once it's fully done, the south end, the Ken Garf uh, end zone. I'm looking forward to this, Brian, because the, the pictures that I have seen uh, both from the University of Utah as well as people just taking pictures of the progress on that south part of the end zone, i got to say – this is going to be a marvelous addition to this stadium. It looks like one of the crown jewels in the Pac-12 now. That that south end, and it wasn't a bad setup previously. It's just now you've taken it, you've enhanced it. The locker room areas look pretty cool. Uh, we had Mark Harlan on with DJ and PK on the Zone Sports Network that I that I work for, and he mentioned the fact that there's actually going to be a part, the media room is going to have big glass paneled windows where the uh, big boosters and whatnot from Utah will be actually kind of kind of peer in at post-game interviews and the like. It's going to be some interesting times there in the South End, but excited to finally see it in person, go explore it up coming up on August 21st. Me too as well, and, and just a reminder for everyone who wants to get up there and see it, get your tickets online at utahutes.com. Uh, the website there, it's easy to register. That way you can get up there and see it, get a, get a look at everything. You get to see the new turf as well. A lot of improvements happening at Rice Eccles Stadium. It is the perfect time to get everything ready to go and get your juices going for that opener against Weber State. Yeah, so Brian, do you know much about the new turf they put in, by the way? like. It- you know what, Jake? Uh, surprisingly, I do. Okay. Uh, I think the big news for everybody is the change of the midfield logo. Sure, uh, the interlocking it, U, right? Yep, and and that's been a transition that the university has been making steadily for a while now. Is If you go to the website, they've revamped the website and integrated the interlocking U. I know there's a lot of discussion about whether it should be outlined or solid block. Uh, I'm going to leave that up to the professionals like our good friend, the Dalai Lama, uh, Justin Dahl, and, and the rest of those graphic designers who actually know why things are the way they are and what things like Pantone are and, and why <laughs> the Drum and Feather logo is so difficult because it's actually an offset logo. But uh, in the meantime, the U did, uh, did install a new turf. It's a little bit of a different turf. Uh, the blade system is is slightly splayed. I think that's... Uh, to give it a little bit more uh, density and a little bit more wear and tear, but uh, you know it's it's still going to be turf and it's it's still going to be Rice Eccles Stadium, and I think that's the part where we can all just feel really comfortable. Yeah, and that's the fun part is there's all kinds of upgrades coming, and the good part is Brian mentioned we take care of our business, we'll all get to experience it in person, and that should be exciting to any Utah fan out there, and I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to fall camp beginning this week, all those storylines. Brian and I will both be up there conducting interviews. We'll have that for you guys. We'll get um, some exclusive content, honestly. We'll have some one-on-ones with players, uh, maybe some coaches. I know the coaches are a little harder to get one-on-one, but we'll have conversations with them. We'll bring you the best sound every single day. We promise you we'll have top to bottom, we'll have coverage that is unrivaled right here on the Locked On Utes podcast. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll wrap up today's show with some of the other news and notes involving University of Utah Athletics here on a Monday. First, though, let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Brian, I know you are a guy who likes to try new things. You mentioned the fact that you were trying different betting strategies with regards to the Olympics. How did the weekend go overall? 
Jake, we uh, we we had an up and down weekend. Is is the uh, the Olympics are not my forte? I've learned, <laughs> and apparently, being a fan of volleyball does not necessarily make you a knowledgeable volleyball fan. But the good news is, is that between that and the NBA draft, we still are floating above water here, just in time for me to rescue myself once football season starts. That's what we like to hear. Bet online is the place to go if you want to place any sports wagers, no matter your interest. Brian, as Marianne mentioned, he likes watching the Olympics, betting on that. You have the NBA draft. You got upcoming college football and NFL with their futures odds. No matter what your interest is, whether it's golf, whether it's UFC or MMA action, you can bet on all of it at betonline.ag. Get over to their website now, sign up for free, and while you you're there. Take advantage of the special offer they're giving to all of our listeners. The locked on, uh, locked on bonus. The welcome bonus they have available to you guys. Fifty percent of whatever you deposit the first time given to you is free money to bet with. Yes, you heard that right. Free money. It's all courtesy of Bet Online, as they are your online sportsbook experts. All right, my friends, before we go here on this Monday edition of Locked On Utes, let's take a minute and talk some Utah football recruiting. And one recruit in particular, Brian, who is set to announce his commitment decision later this week, that is Lake Gibson High School product Jalen Glover, member of the 2022 recruiting class. Brian, what are the chances Utah comes through and goes down to the Sunshine State and pulls out another running back? Jake, I, I don't know what the chances are specifically, but they have to be pretty good as it sounds like it's down to Utah and Florida for his final two. Uh, Glover went on an unofficial trip to Florida this weekend, posted a few pictures and some videos from there. But the good news is that's an unofficial trip, not the official trip. So he's on his own dime, just kind of walking around seeing things. I'm sure that Florida tried their best to make him feel at home. But he is going to announce his commitment on August 6th. And the reason that we talk about that is because this is one of those running backs, one of those commitments that would be a massive domino and a turning point in the program. We've seen that Utah has had a lot of success in the past. Zach Moss, Mm -hmm. a Florida back. Obviously, the potential of Ty Jordan that we saw flashes of had indications that the the Texas – Pipeline was starting to open up into Utah as well, and Ricky Parks will be showing up this summer or for fall camp, you know, from Florida as well. Jalen Glover would be a better get than all of them, and I'm pretty confident in saying that. If you watch his highlights, it's it's pretty easy to see the combination of power he has with that speed and that shiftiness. He's he is such a bizarre mix of Zach Moss and Ty Jordan, and I hesitate to even make that comparison. But it's so eerie when you watch him and you're just like, oh, Zach does that. Oh, Ty does that. Oh, you know, those kinds of comparisons. And, and, and you're just blown away watching him. And so he's not the uh, crown jewel of the class. I think that's probably Nate Johnson. Sure. Uh, but this is one that could really be a tide changer uh, for the University of Utah, especially going down there again to Florida and plucking a – uh, really talented four-star running back. Yeah, five foot seven, one hundred ninety-five pounds. So as Brian mentioned, there, there's a mixture. You, you, I'm with you on that. You watch his film, and you, yeah, you see some things from Zach Moss, but he's got that compact frame that Ty Jordan had, but has all of the ability out there. So I'm with you. Yeah, he's probably not the crown jewel of this class, but he would be probably the next guy you probably look at and saying, okay, is he the next in this great pantheon of running backs under Kyle Whittingham to come in here and the fun part is, it's crazy to think that the University of Utah has a big of a pipeline to Florida as they do, but it is an absolutely incredible pipeline to have. 
And it's all credited to, uh, I think, the initial success that Dennis Erickson had yep. down there. Yep. That's been continued by Kyle McDonald. And Kyle McDonald has become Mr. Worldwide for the University of Utah when it comes to recruiting. He's done damage in Texas. He's done damage in Florida. He's making his way through Utah. He's there. He's there. He's everywhere. He's Kyle McDonald. Uh, <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> A little, uh, little, little comparison to Roy Kent there, um, but this would be a good get for the University of Utah. Something to stay tuned for uh, those who are so inclined. And if you're not one of those people that likes to get caught up in commitment ceremonies or get your hopes up, again, reminder: a commitment is a touchdown. It's not the victory. Yeah, that, that's the thing about it. So, obviously, he said August 6th is when he will announce that. I'd love nothing more than to stick it to the Florida Gators, considering I have two of my brothers are huge Florida Gator fans. Don't try to get me to explain why they are Florida Gator fans, but I would love nothing more than to see the Utes steal a guy away from that blue and orange that they wear. But, anyways, we'll have that covered for you as that comes up later this week. But coming up tomorrow, we'll continue to look ahead to fall camp. Uh, we'll probably uh, also talk a little bit more about what's going on with the Utes in terms of the position battles that we expect to play out during fall camp upcoming. There's plenty of content, so hope you guys will be along for the ride as we talk all things Utah every single day. But before we go, it's our tradition here. Brian, you get the final word. What do you got for our listeners? Today is a gift, Jake, so let's stay in the present. I like it. Well done. All right, that'll do it. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Utes. Email us as well. LockedOnUtes at gmail.com is the email address. And as always, have a great day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for August 2nd, 2021.